We often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all are having a great week. I hope you guys got some sleep last night here in the U.S. I did not. <laughs> I tortured myself and just happened to stay up way too late and watch the uh, U.S. presidential election to now we have no answers, of course. And I knew that. So I don't even know why I did what I did. So it was a late night here in the U.S. And it's going to be probably a lot of those in the next coming days. But anyway, I'm not talking politics today. I'm not going to do it because we have better things to talk about. So today I have a very special guest joining me. But before we get into that, let me do a little bit of housekeeping and get that out of the way. If you like what you hear today and you would like to work with me one-on-one for spiritual life coaching, um, if you like a psychic or mediumship reading, or if you need some Reiki energy healing to kind of clear things out or balance things or heal some stuff, then I invite you to book a session with me at roskincaid.com. In addition to that, I do want to let you know that I am running a holiday special on my services as well. I'm offering uh, gift certificates at a discounted price uh, now through the end of the year. So if you would like to purchase uh, a gift certificate for you or a loved one, or you would like to book a session for yourself, either in person or virtually, I now have specials and discounts going on. So you can get those. um, You can check that out at my website. I'm offering um, all I also just released some uh, some more free content on my website this week. So make sure you go to roskincaid.com to download my latest freebie called 10 Practices to Mastering Your Energy. We all need to incorporate some self-care. We all need to learn how to detach. We all need to learn how to cleanse. We all need to learn how to take care of ourselves because nobody is going to do it for us. Nobody is going to make us happy the way we can make ourselves happy. Nobody can care for us better than the way, better than how we care for ourselves. Hmm. (laughs) Such is the thing today. So also you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Soul Healing with Roz uh, to stay connected and learn more about all of the things that I'm doing. So I do not want to delay any further because I want to get to today's conversation. I'm very excited about this. I've been kind of waiting for this for weeks now, months actually, because I'm just excited to hear, um, have my guests here. So instead of focusing on a specific topic for today, I felt that it would be most helpful for you all to hear someone else's healing story. Um, now, of course, I for those of you that have been with the show since since the beginning, I've shared my healing story, but my journey is not like somebody else's and somebody else's journey is not like mine and yours isn't like anybody else's. But I do think that there is um, it is very helpful to hear a testimony when someone is doing actually doing the work in their lives and their life actually does get better. You know, I think that people need to see that the the effort and the time that I'm putting into myself, the investment that I'm making give, is giving me a return. 
And, and there's something just so impactful and so inspiring about it, not just hearing it, but witnessing someone's healing journey and their transformation. And right now we could all use some inspiration and some motivation to just, just do better, to just be better. I think that we're all feeling that, not, not, I don't know if it's pressure, but it's something, we're feeling a shift to, to level up. In whatever way that that looks like for for you, for us collectively, whatever the case is, we, we got to take it up a little bit. We got to take it up a notch. So joining me in conversation today is Brie Bellafuel. Brie is the creator and host of the Self Healers podcast, where she candidly shares her experiences from her own healing journey, as well as some from her from special guests. Brie is certified in sound healing, Reiki, Yoga Nidra, which I and yoga therapy, all of which she uses to self-heal. She is an excellent, excellent example of someone who is neck deep in doing her own work to heal, to raise her consciousness, and to take back her power, y'all. And she's chosen to share that journey on a very public platform to help encourage you and me. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Bree. How are you? Hello, I'm doing great now that I'm talking to you. This is so fun to be here. I'm Yay. excited. <laughs> I am. I am so excited too. Um, I, I can't remember how I stumbled upon your podcast. I was probably listening to, I think it might have been Lightworkers Lounge I was listening to. And then I started um, scrolling through uh, Dr. Nicola Perez's um, uh, Instagram and, and somehow I found you. And mm-hmm. What was um, eye-catching for me is like, I- I'm very visual <laughs> in my third eye and in my awake life. So anything that looks cool is going to catch my eye. And I just thought, wow, I like her. I like her posts. I like the way they looked. And then I was like, wait a minute, well, read what the woman is writing. <laughs> I'll just look at it, read it. And right. so I started to read your content and it would, it grabs me, Brie. It grabs me in a way that challenges me to go deeper to be extremely honest with myself, um, to really admit what the issue is mm-hmm. and, and do the work to really dig deep to find out what is the underlying belief. Right. And so I appreciate you first and foremost for um, putting yourself out there for even before that, just making the decision that I'm going to do this work and I'm going to share with the world what I'm doing, what's coming up and how I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. and maybe just maybe somebody else might get healed, too, or might be inspired to heal, too. So thank you, Brie. <laughs> you're welcome. I love that. And that's, you know, what you're describing is exactly why I did it or why I was called to do it. I mean, Three years ago, if you would, if I would have even fathomed being where I am and sharing parts of myself that I had kept hidden for so long, I would have said, you're crazy. I would never even share the smallest flaw that I had. Mm. But, um, but here we are. And I, for the most part, am an open book. I mean, there's still things that I have not healed within myself and they're not fully integrated. And I don't talk about those parts as much, but the parts where I have healed and do not carry shame around anymore. um, I'm willing to share that part of my story. And, and it's exactly for that reason, because when you are, when I share something about myself, it gives another person 
permission to mm-hmm. admit the same thing because, mm. we're, you know, we just, I know I'll speak for myself. I just had such a tendency to think if I showed any part of myself that was flawed, people would think a certain way about me. And I wasn't willing to accept the, that consequence. But now if I share something that I have fully healed within myself and somebody were to bring it back against me, it just wouldn't phase me. And that's when I know I can share, you know? Wow. That's, yeah. ooh, that's, that is growth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is real growth. And, it, and it's a testimony to, um, again, I, I can't even, I can't put it into any other words, but just doing the work, like getting in there and getting dirty and looking at the, at the shadows, looking at the, the, the darkest parts of you and looking at the best parts of you too. And, ex- and being accepting of that as well, all of it, yeah. the duality of it all. But listen, before we get further down in, into into the, these questions, tell us about yourself a little bit. For those that aren't familiar with who you are and your podcast, give us give us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I grew up in outside of Milwaukee in Wisconsin, and about twenty years ago, I moved to Arizona, and. Um, you know, everything was fine. I, I, I thought everything was fine. I certainly didn't have any problems, but I was really um, <laughs> aware of everyone else's. And I could, um, you know, label them. I could tell them what they needed to fix themselves. But, you know, I was fine. And um, and I say that jokingly. <laughs> but um, so, uh, you know, I, I life comes at you like a fork in the road. And then your first major uh, tragedy for me was the death of my sister in 2007. Mm -hmm. And I had been using alcohol before that as a way to let go and not have inhibitions and just be free. And after the death of my sister, that use of alcohol turned into a drug Mm -hmm. and I used it to numb. Now, I had been numbing for most of my life with hair pulling and eating and gossip and judgment and you name it. But um, the alcohol was my favorite way to escape. And, and I did. I drank myself into oblivion for as often as I could for 10 years. And um, I, in 2011, I got married and it was just a terrible marriage. It was Mm. what I believe to be definitely a karmic relationship. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I went further and further away from myself. I had no idea who I was anymore. I hid what I drank. I hid my hair pulling. I hid my thoughts, my I hid what I ate. I hid my feelings. Nothing about me was authentic or real at all. Mm. And it was in 2015, we, we got a divorce. And I thought I was going to be divorced and single and having fun. <laughs> but loose and fancy free. <laughs> Yes, but the universe had different plans for me. I started to get major digestive issues and heartburn. And um, so I, I quit drinking. And But I, at this point, I was a dry drunk. And I didn't do any healing of my own. And um, funnily, uh, election night 2016, I relapsed after nine months of sobriety. Wow. And um, this set me on a 
a a roller coaster for about nine months after that of going on the wagon and off the wagon and on the wagon and off the wagon. But each time I went on and off the wagon, I was learning something about myself. I was becoming more aware of what was causing me to drink. Mm -hmm. And there was this one particular time where I relapsed and my dog had died in January and I uh, was blowing up a picture of him and um I was hanging on the wall and I just was like, F it. I'm going to the store and I'm getting wine. Mm. And while I was there, I was like, oh my God, I don't think I like bad feelings. (laughs) And this might seem like obvious to somebody on the outside, but to me, it was like, oh my God, I don't like to feel bad things. You know, Mm -hmm. like it was just this light bulb. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I relapsed one final time on August 7th, 2017. And I woke up in the morning and I just asked myself, I said, do you at least want to try and be happy? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know where to start, but I knew that my life depended on it. And I, I just put one foot in front of the other. And I didn't know much about myself, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I had a very hard time being vulnerable. And I just started there. And I said, why is it so hard for me to be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. And then with my marriage, I said, and why did I think that was okay? And that's all I had to go on. And it was through joining an online recovery group where I finally started talking about myself in a space where I felt safe and I wouldn't be judged. And little bit by bit, I started to uncover my past trauma and I started to uncover feelings, Mm -hmm. which was huge, Um, but not a whole lot of feelings, but uh, some. And, um, And I was just able to start understanding myself and In July of 2019, I was called to go and do four ayahuasca ceremonies Hmm. at a place in Costa Rica called Rhythmia. Mm -hmm. And at Rhythmia, if you don't know what ayahuasca is, ayahuasca is a plant medicine and it's it comes from a vine and a leaf in the Amazon and you mix them together and it um, releases DMT in your brain. And DMT is released when you're born and when you die. So when you take th- this, uh, this plant medicine, it releases that. And a lot of people report having a spiritual experience, myself, in- myself included. And it's ju- it was just a deep dive into who I was. And it changed everything. And um, that started me on the path to self-healing and all of the different modalities that I use today. But the ayahuasca, well, I would say getting sober, ayahuasca, and then everything else came from that. Wow. Yeah. Girl. That, whoo, child. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> um, and here's the thing about it is that, you know, that's somebody else's story too. It might not, the details might not match specifically, but the and I listen to um, a few of your podcasts, a lot of your podcasts, but I keep coming back to your, I think it might've been episode two, where you share um, more of this story and you get into um, the the stuff behind the, the hair pulling and the shame. 
mm-hmm. that came af- uh, around it where, you know, your mom would um, yell at you or smack your hand, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and all the shame that built up around that. But as you're telling, sharing your story, I hear um, the word self-betrayal come mm-hmm. up. And, yeah. and, and I guess, and I believe what my question is, is that how, how do I ask this? How is it that we allow ourselves to betray ourselves? I mean, is it, is it fear? Is it the shame? What is it that tends to build up this, this, this idea that we need to betray ourselves in order not to feel, not to deal or not to, um, engage with other people or to avoid something what what is what was that for you well for me it was just the way I grew up um my mom did not like uh, my sisters and I to have many emotions mm-hmm. and um she didn't like us high or low so if we were to be excited about something she'd be like don't put all your eggs in one basket or keep doing this. So you still get A's next time. There wasn't any, uh, no celebration. So Mm. it turned into this thing of being embarrassed to celebrate myself. And then the low emotions, when I would uh, express some kind of displeasure or that I didn't like something or try to stay true to myself, Mm -hmm. it was met with, I would get yelled at, and then there would be tears, and then we'd get the silent treatment. And that just, it manifested into just be accommodating and don't ruffle the feathers and you will receive your love. And, And that doesn't end with my relationship with my mom that carried through in all of my relationships. Mm -hmm. So when you're living that way, there's no choice but to self-betray. And because uh, if you show, and that was the fear, if I show who I really am, Mm -hmm. I will not, I will not be loved. And the work for me has been um, learning that you know, being true to myself and not betraying myself is the only thing that matters. And it was scary as hell yeah, at first. And setting boundaries, it was not um, anywhere on my radar or my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And when I first started setting boundaries, um, yeah, the love was pulled away from me. And um, I was met with a lot of hostility and resistance. Um, But every time I did it, every time I stayed consistent, every time I stayed true to myself, I got stronger in it. And now it's like, I, my, I'm okay if you're mad at me, I don't care. You know, like, as long as I, you know, I'm a good person and like, my intentions aren't bad. And if I'm staying true to myself, that's all that matters. Yeah. Mm. Do y'all hear that? Do you people, out, you people, do y'all out in radio land and podcast land hear that as long as you stay true to yourself, you're you, you going to be all right. And I'm talking to myself when I say that because, Brie, I, I, I have a really hard time with um, putting other people's values over my own and what some people val- find valuable. I kind of make myself a little smaller to... Um, not, uh, uh, how can I say, not, I guess, challenge that. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know if I'm doing it to get people off my back or to not feel the pressure, but I end up feeling the pressure anyway. And so that's, um, that's where that whole, you know, I'm not like I was sharing with you before the show. That's where that whole, you know, if I'm not feeling good about it, I'm not doing it because Mm -hmm. nobody is living my experience. Nobody is managing my life. Nobody is looking at my finances, but me, nobody is living in this house with my family, but me and nobody has to wake up in my body except me. And so I have to be responsible for that experience and what it gives me. And and there's nothing wrong with choosing you over anybody else. Like, I just, you know, I don't know. One hundred percent. And I think if there is right or wrong, which I don't believe that there is right or wrong, it's mm-hmm. just experience. But if we're going to use those words, the we're all here for one reason. And is that, and that's to let our little light shine in the authentic way that it's supposed to. And when we're living to shine somebody else's light, that's wrong. Yeah. You know, it feels wrong. mm -hmm, Yeah. And you know, our, so yeah, uh, it's, I I think it's just a, a, it's a, a conditioning thing as well. Yeah. So it's not, it wasn't just my family. It's a societal thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't uh, talk back to a teacher. You don't really say what you want to a teacher or a professor or a coach. You fall in line, you do what you're supposed to do. You don't, you know, and then, and then miraculously as adults, we're supposed to go out and just be true to ourselves. Well, no, now mm-hmm. we have to unlearn this conditioning that we have been taught. So, and that's the work. <laughs> to unlearn and, and remember mm-hmm. as, as, as you know the word gets thrown around some um so did you find that that whole um conforming showed up in your marriage oh my god <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it totally that's a loaded question <laughs> yeah no yeah I mean right from the beginning and um now I'm sure somebody could relate to this that's listening but I was 33 when Mm -hmm. I met um, my ex-husband. And at this point in my life, um, my sister had just died. All of my friends had gotten married and were starting their lives. And I was the only one that was still single. Mm -hmm. And I was miserable about it. And I thought there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And when I met my ex-husband, he was fine. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) if I knew that there were things that I didn't like about him, but, you know, he was going to be that validation that I needed to say that I was good enough. Mm -hmm. And I overlooked everything. I mean, I overlooked, I I was constant Um, self-betrayal. I, I, I really married my mother. Um, It was definitely a relationship for me to heal those wounds, um, looking back on it now. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I, um, like I said, I hid my thoughts. I hid my words. Um, I married someone who had a lot of explosive anger and I would dim my light. Um, so I wouldn't upset him because it was just easier that way. Mm -hmm. Um, easier that way on the outside, on the inside, I was pissed. I was, so mad at myself. I couldn't believe that I had done this to my life. I couldn't believe that I th- thought that this is all I was worthy of. And I started taking it out on myself and I started drinking even more. My hair pulling by the end of our marriage, um, 
half of my head was bald. I was miserable, miserable. Mm. And, um, and at that time, I wanted to blame it. I wanted to give everything to him. It was his fault. I was so miserable. It was his fault that my life was this way. And I wanted him to take it and I wanted him to roll around in it. And even when I did that, I didn't feel any better about myself. I still was unhappy. I was still empty. Nothing changed when I gave it away. And it wasn't until I had the realization that until I took responsibility for my life, until I took responsibility for my choices, I will always be giving my power away. And when I took that responsibility and I saw him as a gift who was here to teach me where I needed to heal, everything changed. I was able to have my power back. Mm. There are so many subliminals <laughs> in in that that uh, I, I want to jump out of this chair right now because every every person like it's never about anybody else. Like mm-hmm. yes, yes, our caregivers give us the conditioning. They they help us establish our our belief system as children, as youth, all of that. But at, but when you get to adulthood. Like it never, it it stops becoming about anybody else and it Mm -hmm. starts to become about you and everybody that you uh, uh, become uh, partnered with or in relationship with is a mirror for what is going on on the inside. But somehow what we do is we don't want to deal with what we're seeing on the outside and we don't know to relate that or integrate that to what's going on the inside. And we start to point a finger, we start to blame. And then we have this life changing or life altering event happen to us. And it's like, damn, it, it, it was me the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not usually fun when that right. happens. That's not but, fun. But you have to, uh, but uh, if you could, my, one of my favorite tools in self-healing and um, is uh, non-judgmental self-observation. Mm-hmm. And when you look at how you are when you're giving that blame away to somebody, how does it make you feel? Do you feel at peace? Do you feel com- whole? Do you feel um, empowered? And if you don't, then it's time to change your outlook, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, and take your power back, you know, take it back. Like it's Halloween trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes. Wow. We're going to be coming up on a break here in the next couple of minutes, but you spoke about your, your experience with ayahuasca. I think you're the maybe third or fourth person this week that was talking to me about ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know me. I got to do a little research before I, you know, start jumping into stuff. But how, real quick, how did what did the ayahuasca do for you to kind of help initiate your healing? Oh well, um, it was a lot. Uh, but I, the the number one thing was I saw my soul, mm. and I knew without a doubt that I am a soul having a human experience and um, and I am here on this earth to learn what I came to learn and 
all of the things I worry about, all of the problems I think I have and, you know, stresses in my life, they are here so that I can evolve as a soul. And that's, that just catapulted everything. Um, um, that knowing that there's something bigger than this. Wow. And on that note, you guys, we need to take a break. You guys sit tight. I'll be right back with more from Bree. We're going we're gonna to get more into her healing journey, into her healing story. We'll be right back after the break. You have a passion. And from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You are listening to Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid, and today I'm here with Bree Bellafuel, who is candidly sharing her healing story with us. So before the break, um, Bree, you were, you were sharing with us your experience with ayahuasca, and um, we had talked a little bit more about it over the break, and how it was... Um, it, it was an amazing experience and how you saw your soul and that you really realized that you are a soul who was having an a human experience. Mm-hmm. And that kind of was the, the kickoff or the jumping point to you starting your, your healing, your self-healing work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what I want to ask is that because I know I know I have I've seen a therapist I've seen a counselor what was it um that made you want to take take responsibility and take your healing into your own hands as opposed to um solely seeking out therapy or counseling Oh that's a great question um I well so when I got went into recovery the last time that mm-hmm. August 2017 I couldn't even go to AA I could not I had no idea how to talk about myself I had no idea what my issues were I had no I I had no idea who I was and I just that I have a twin sister and um her and I we we share a lot of the same struggles and um as I was getting through the, into the recovery, um, her and I would talk a lot, but I still felt really, really, really uncomfortable sharing it with someone else. And Mm -hmm. I think this comes back to what I talk about. I talked about in the very beginning, I had so much shame around having anything wrong with me and saying that out loud to someone else was too much. And Mm. I just was not, again, that was like my vulnerable part. I could not admit that yet. And, um, it, it, for me, it had to be something that I kept close until I was ready to share it. Um, Mm -hmm. because it was just layered in shame and, um, and the only thing I was comfortable talking about were, were the things that I could put on other people. Well, this was a really bad marriage. My mom didn't do everything she was supposed to. Like I could talk about that ad nauseum, but when it came to taking personal responsibility, that took a lot of unraveling within myself to even admit it to myself. Mm. And so I just had um, no ability to share that deepest, darkest part of me in with anybody else. And that's why therapy has never been my, my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I've never done, um, talk therapy except for with my sister. We talk about everything. And then now I share it all on a podcast and Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) um, and which has been tremendously helpful because the people that I interview, and I'm sure, you know, this as well, like, um, they bring, you know, like they're in your life for a reason too. Mm-hmm. And they, and, and they share things with me where I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes. You know? And mm-hmm. so that's even helping my healing. And I just feel like I am in talk therapy now, but it just looks different than what you would think it looks like. There right. You <laughs> right. Your healing doesn't have to look like anybody else's process. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, but it, it amazes me that I'm that I can, I can talk about it so freely now, um, based on where I was, you know, um, just not even able to under, understand a single part of myself, but yeah, that, so that answer, I think that that's, uh, that answers that I think. See, I, I, I'm, um, I commend you for, um, putting it all out there. See, I'm not yet at a point, even I got this nice, platform and I'm going to be all the way real. I got this nice platform where I can talk about any and everything I want, but I am still not yet at the point where I'm ready to, and it's not about being on video, not about being on video, but I'm, there are certain parts of me that um, I'm not yet ready to be as candid about, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and and that's a and that speaks to the work that I still need to do. Not that I have to uh, or feel like as though I have to, you know, put it all out on the table. But I, I know that by doing by being vocal about it and being, you know, public about my process and my experiences is going to help somebody. And 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 once I get there. I, there's some some cards I still want to hold close to myself because of the shame, because of For the sure. judgment. You know what I'm saying? Because of the critic on the inside who has been um, taught to me. <laughs> you know, because you yes, you, you don't, you're not born being a critic. You're taught that behavior, just like you born and taught to be other things that are not great. You know, and mm-hmm. I just I you know I look at you and I look at your uh, content on Instagram and I just admire you for how you are, you have gotten yourself to a point to where, you know, I'm, this is what I'm feeling today and here's my experience and here's what I'm doing to move through it. Be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Good day. <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> <simple>. good day. <laughs> good day. <laughs> Let me get off of here. Yeah. And, you know, and I and I think like you have your own um, people who are drawn to you, and I think they are drawn to you because of the level that you share. Mm. And the people who are drawn to me are mm-hmm. drawn to me because of the level I share. But there, there could be people who see my stuff and go, "Ew, why is she sharing so much? Overshare much?" You know, <laughs> but um, but that's okay. That's not my issue. Like that's that's their stuff. Right. And um and so who whatever you're sharing is perfect for the people who are supposed to hear what you're sharing. You need it. You it's know, per- it's perfect for the person that needs to hear it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Damn. <laughs> so um, yeah. So share away. Right? We're all just doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the degree that makes you feel comfortable. I mean, mm-hmm. I like I said, I there's things that I won't talk about yet, and maybe I never will. But um, but only I am gonna know when. Um, because you know, have you ever heard of the to- the term weaponized vulnerabilities? No. Um, so like, mm-hmm. well, so I grew up like that. So if I showed mm-hmm. any kind of weakness, oh. my vulnerability was weaponized, and oh, it was used yeah. against me later. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things in me um, that I haven't healed within myself where if somebody were to come back at me later and go, well, you're, you're still this way and you're effed up in this way. And that would cause me such shame. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I know I can't share that yet. But like mm-hmm. with the air, you know, like with the hair pulling and the alcohol, like I thought I was going to take that stuff to the grave with me. You know, I thought I didn't think I would ever come to a place where I would be okay sharing that. Right. And now it's just like, yeah. I, and like it looks like somebody me. said it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't bother me at all, you know? So, and that's the place, um, place to be. where I feel comfortable sharing it. Yeah. It's a beautiful place to be. So, so listen, in in the opener, I mentioned sound healing uh, yoga therapy, yoga nidra, Reiki. Um, what other spiritual or not spiritual practices, but healing modality and practices have you found helpful along the way for you personally to to get to this point? Oh, yeah. So it started with Reiki, mm-hmm. and um, Reiki opened me up to. Um, I just knew that my body was energy mm-hmm. and just, you know, have you, when you have people on your table, do you, or do you do in-person Reiki? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, do you ever get that feedback? Like my head was numb and my feet were numb oh, or yeah. I thought you were down here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. That first, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the first day after, or the day after my first Reiki appointment, I had intense burning in my throat and I was like, but I didn't feel sick. And I wasn't coughing and it didn't make any sense to me. So I sent a a email to my Reiki healer and I said, listen, my throat is on fire. Could this be related to the Reiki? And she's like, well, you had, it sounds like it was a big throat chakra blockage. And I was like, what on earth is a chakra? And um, so that just led me in this path. And so Reiki led me to meditation and meditation before that I never, um, I was never consistent with. I mm-hmm. didn't understand the point of it. I I just was it was like, oh, it was just this thing that I had to do, get it over with so I can say that I meditated. And after I had my Reiki, she had talked to me about this layer of fat around my belly. And she said, Now we need to talk about the fat. And I was like, oh, great. And I'm like, tears, because that's the shame thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. and she's like, um, what that is, is protection. And it's protecting, and it protected you when you needed it. And I was like, protect me from what? I don't understand it. And she's like, it protected you from the feelings you weren't allowed to have. And I was like, and she goes, what I want you to do is go home and meditate. And when you meditate, you know, like rub your belly, whatever, but set the intention of thank you for protecting me, but I no longer need you. Please go to someone else who needs it. Mm. And I was like, who would need this fat? And she's like, Brie, there are millions of children who don't feel safe in their bodies to feel what they need to feel. And this could serve another child. It's all it is, is protection. It's, you know, so I go home. I'm like, yes, I'm meditating on this. I'm going to meditate my fat away. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I, I um, go home and I start meditating and stuff starts to come into my awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't believe it. I was like, the first time I got a vision, I was like, I, I almost fell off the chair. Mm. I, w- I was like, what? who's that? (laughs) You know, like, how are you here? (laughs) And what it showed me was um, this girl who I was like in fourth grade with, and she was um, picked out of our classroom to go into the gifted class. And what this brought up in me was that she's special. And if she's special, I'm not. And I had my first release, like, this is where this is unworthiness for me. Holy cow. Mm. And I just felt so much lighter. So then I started setting an intention before I meditated. And I was like hooked on meditation this at this time. I was like, show me what I need to show me my blocks to love, show me my blocks to freedom, show me my blocks to abundance, like Mm -hmm. show me everything. And then I would always get these answers in my meditation. So that just started, um, that was a huge, huge uh, um, tool for me and still is. And, you know, like you said, sound healing. And then I had another uh, ayahuasca ceremony and 
through other things, I did like an Akashic record reading and I kept mm-hmm. being told that I needed to go to this school here in Arizona called Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. It's like, there's nothing like it in any other, any part of the country. It's this whole holistic healing arts school. And I kept being drawn to do this um, yoga teacher training program. And mm-hmm. I was like, why? I don't have any yoga practice. I don't know why I'm being called to do it, but I just kept being called. And so last August, I actually did it. Well, I didn't understand at the time, but I understand now that I was still numb and not being able to access a lot of my emotions. Mm -hmm. And what yoga did for me was give me the awareness of what it felt like to be in my body. Mm. And that had, because I didn't know what a yes was. I didn't know what a no was. I didn't know what I liked, what I didn't like. You know, like it was just still like this autopilot moving through life. So wait, and, so I'm sorry. So wait a minute. So when you say you didn't know what a yes was in your body, you didn't know what a no was. You, so when you when you intuitively or had a yes in your brain, your body wouldn't respond or give you a signal. Is that what mm-hmm. you mean? Yeah. Like I did, I didn't even know the connection between my body and my, and my mind. Mm -hmm. And that was the interesting thing about my journey is Mm -hmm. that when I did the ayahuasca, it's like it blew my crown chakra open, Mm -hmm. but like, I still couldn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. So I was getting like all these intuitive hits Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was able to like untangle some stuff. And, but I, I, I still didn't know I still didn't have that connection to my body. Right. Like I oh. didn't know the sensations in my body. Oh, okay. And, and you need those, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you need those to live an authentic life because right. if you don't know what a yes is or a no is, then what you're are you doing? Twisted in the wind. <laughs> yeah. You're following your mind yeah. and, and not your heart. And, um, and so that is, and so that's where, yeah, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm in December, I'll be fit, completed with my program and, um, you know, it's just been a life changing three years, but you know, I, I love sound healing and Reiki and, um, uh, it's exciting because, you know, now I can give Reiki to myself and I can give it to others and mm-hmm. it's fun to ha- see what comes up for them. And, um, and yeah, my, and I love it. I love I'll, Reiki. I love sound healing, man. It's just, I don't know. It's like my body. I don't know. I don't know if it's like this for you, but when, when she strikes the bowl and she puts it on me and it's like, I kind of drift away. It's like, I become water. Almost. Oh, that's so cool. I've never had. Do you like stand in the bowls too? At the end, she uh, at the end, she uh, lets me stand, stand in the bowl and to ground me. Ah, I've never had one of those sessions. Really? Yeah. No, I just do the laying down ones. Oh, come to Northern Virginia. I I hook you up with somebody. Oh, I like Virginia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I, I do want to. I mean, honestly, at this point, except for like a cold plunge, Mm -hmm. I would try. I would try anything. (laughs) You're not doing the ice bucket challenge. You're not going to do that one. Ah, I don't know. I every, I hear the benefits of it. I'm just not there yet. Yeah, I, I'm, it's not for me either. It's okay. I'm good. Yeah. So yeah, I'll do other things. And oh, I'm sorry. And I just wanted no, to say ahead. one more thing. Go ahead. Bre- breath work and inner child healing has been monumental in my life. Mm. Um, and I interviewed somebody on my podcast, the breathwork technique that I used. Mm-hmm. Her, her business is Pushing Beauty. You can get a 30-day challenge, three breathwork 
and it's only $22 worth every penny. And um, Breathwork has just it's transformational and um and I work with my inner child while I'm doing breath work and oh. it's hard and beautiful. What does Glennon Doyle say? It's brutal. You know, <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal and it's hard, but um you always come out just so much lighter, so much more self-awareness. And just another piece of the puzzle that you have and you're just like, okay, like I'm I'm feeling like I'm healing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. It becomes inner- tangible almost. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like you're in, and that's the part about the healing too. It's like, I was just having a conversation with my friend the other day and she's like, you just, you just have a different glow about you than you do when I first met you. And I, mm-hmm. and, and I was just like, wow, like it, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, yesterday I was feeling beyond stuck. Mm. And I just, um, and I just, I'm like, what am I doing all of this for? You know? <laughs> and, and I think it's normal to have those feelings come up. Um, but, uh, so it's interesting. It may not feel tangible all the time, but it is, you know, other, other people can see it in you. Not that that, you know, should keep you going, but those days when you don't feel like anything's changing and you just don't understand the point of it all, it's nice to hear that somebody else can see that change yeah. in you. It's, it's yeah. good to hear. I see you. Yes, I, yeah. I see you. I feel you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, mm. so I want to bring spirituality into the conversation and ask you: How has your spirituality played a role in your healing journey? Oh man, it's so <laughs> funny. Um, because you know, before I got before recovery from alcohol, I was an atheist, mm. and I thought it was silly. I thought it was a crutch, and you know, very cynical about anything to do with God. I couldn't even say the word God. Mm. Um, and um, and like I and I and I when I started getting so uh, there's this book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Mm-hmm. He was the first book that I read that gave me some kind of in with spirituality. Mm-hmm. And then ayahuasca obviously blew the top off. But my spirituality is unshakable. Like, wow. there's not a doubt in my mind that I am a soul having a human experience. And um, all of this is happening for me and not to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm always being guided and, um, anything that we feel maybe too hard, you know, uh, you know, I, you and I were talking before we were recording and we were talking about, you know, the last presidential election and, you know, like it's, I really believe that that was divinely orchestrated with love for uh, for the collective and cuz we needed to see things that were hidden we needed to take a look into our shadow and i believe that's true with everything even though it may not seem fair at times and it's too hard and how am i going to get through this it's we're we're being lovingly guided and that's just what i always come back to when i have days like yesterday and it's just like what is this all for and it's just like i'm going to f- it's going to come together at the end i just don't know what it is yet you know mhm so um 
Did that answer your question? Yes, or? it did. Okay. Uh, and I'm always interested to hear um, the backs, a little bit of the backstory of how people, um, I guess, not get their spirituality, but how they, you know, what their spirituality is. Because I know for me, total, total opposite of your experience. Like I, I knew church up and down, backwards and forwards, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, raised in church. And it's all, I just, I'm just always interested to hear about people's story, how their spirituality evolved and developed without having uh, the, the the religious foundation that somebody like me has had. And, and, and it's fascinating to see that we all end up in the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you want to know one of the things that set me over the edge was, and I, and I know we're coming up on our time here, but um, it was a few months after my ayahuasca experience and I was sleeping and I got woken up in the middle of the night and it felt like warm energy was laid down on top of my entire body and Ooh. sunk me into my mattress. Wow. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And mm. I, and I was just like frozen. And I, and I, 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 all of a sudden I just get this download. You're surrounded by too much old energy and you hmm. need to clear it out mm-hmm. until you clear it out you're, you can't allow for anything new to come in. And I, and my attention went immediately to my closet and I was like, I need to clean out my closet. And I just got this warm blanket of warm energy pressed down into me again. And I was like, okay, I feel like that's a yes. (laughs) Like that's what I should do. And so, yeah. So I just got up in the middle of like like one o'clock in the morning and I'm just purging my entire house. And I'm seeing all of this stuff that I was hanging on to, like thing, things that like clothes that had bad memories or um, uh, things that I wore, like I wore on my wedding, like uh, on my wedding week. And, uh, and I was just like taking everything to the dumpster. I'm just like, oh, bad memory. You're gone. <laughs> you know what? I'm just like mm-hmm. purging my Purge. entire house. Yeah. And so Let that was, you know, on top of, but that was just like, I'm not alone. Like even this was like a couple months after my ayahuasca. And I was just like, I am not alone. And it just was just, um, I don't know. It confirmed everything for me, you know, wow. because it was outside of a psychedelic and it was just like in the middle of the night in my own house, you know? Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's um, amazing. Wow, we are we are out of time for today, and I have just been just captivated talking to you, Bree, and I appreciate you again sharing with with me personally and sharing with the listeners today. And I want to real quick before before I end the show, uh, tell us how everybody can connect with you after the show. Right. So um, you can find me on Instagram. It's the underscore self underscore healers. And, um, and then also I have my podcast, the self healers podcast, or you can go to the self healers podcast.com and find me on the web. Ooh. Wow. Perfect. What a show today. What a show. So listen, guys, um, do your work. You can get results. You will get results. Hang in there. Take it day by day, moment by moment. 
minute by minute and just be gentle with yourself. So I'll be back next time with another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. So until next time, you guys be safe, stay connected. Don't stay up looking at this election if you're in the United States. (laughs) Keep your vibe high as possible and do your work. Much love, everybody. Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Roz. Take care. Thank you again for listening to Soul Healing Conversations. Please join Roz Kincaid again for another program next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week. Thank you.